Our patients are the first thing we think of when we begin each day and the last thing we think about when we finish. In that spirit, Hendricks Regional Health, Danville, Indiana, proudly presents Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. When I was a new parent, I know that one of the things that scared me was leaving the hospital that day and putting our child into their car seat for the first time. It can be frightening for new parents to drive around a newborn, but car seats are the best way to protect your children. And we're going to find out today about car seats from Sharon Monahan. She's a childbirth center unit clinical attendant and a car seat safety technician with Hendricks Regional Health. When I was a new mom, Boy, those car seats were were scary, and I didn't quite know how to latch them, and I didn't wasn't sure I was putting them in the car correctly. Tell us about car seats and why it is so important that we speak to an expert when we're feeling the way I felt. Having a new baby and a new car seat in a new situation is very intimidating. Uh, we are certified trained uh, to look at your babies and see they're all different. They're six pounds, eight pounds, ten pounds, and the way that your car sits the seat is very different. So to have a car seat trained, uh, certified person to look at that is very helpful and takes away that fear of the new car seat and new parent. Well, it certainly is a fear, Sharon. I mean, as I said, as a new parent, I was kind of freaked out. So tell us a little bit about what's going on with car seats today, because they seem pretty technical, and we know we're supposed to use the rear facing. Not everybody likes that because you say, oh, I can't see baby. Tell us the difference between the rear facing and the forward facing car seats and why we're using the ones we're using. Well, the rear-facing seat is better for in case you were in an accident. That's why you have your infant or your child in a seat. Um, it helps with how the body responds to an accident. Rear-facing is much better. Um, you can watch rear-facing versus front-facing videos, and the evidence is pretty clear. The way that the child responds in an accident is very beneficial to have a rear-facing seat. It, it affects the, the, the head, the spine, how they respond. The rear facing is your best option. So how long are we supposed to keep our child in that rear facing seat? You want to stay in your rear facing seat as long as possible. Um, the recommendation um, is for at least two years. Twelve states right now in the United States have that be in the law. That is two years rear facing. Um, other states have highly recommended that they stay rear facing for two or even longer. Um, over, like in Switzerland, Norway, they recommend three to four years rear-facing. So the evidence is there that it's much more beneficial to be rear-facing as long as you can. Does any of this have to do with the size of baby? If baby is at two years old, a bigger child and a toddler at that point, is there is there anything about height and weight, or is this strictly a recommendation based on age? It is. Recommend that they stay rear facing no matter the height or weight. If the change is that the seat may change, but the recommendation for the how they respond to an accident is at least two years and over to stay rear facing no matter the size. What changes is the car seat you put your child in, as the recommendations will change on your seat, um, the height and the weight and that kind of situation. But the recommendation is always stay rear facing as long as you can. What do you want families to keep in mind when they're going car seat shopping? Boy, there are sure a lot, you know, on the market. There you is can a lot. Go to those stores you and you, to... could, you could see so many. So what do we want to look for? 
yeah, that part is overwhelming by itself. Um, you go into the baby stores and it's just line after line of car seats. And so you want one that you're going to be able to use that's going to fit your budget, that's going to fit your car. Um, you can sometimes take the magic car and make sure it fits okay. Um, but there's a lot of issues like that. Um, look at one that's easy to use that you can play with when you're in the store and think, oh, that's user-friendly. I can do that. Um, but the, the, um, the seat that can fit all those things, your budget, the usage, and uh, your car um, are, are big issues. A lot of people think, okay, because they're so expensive sometimes, they could go to a garage sale and buy a car seat. Yes. You see a lot of them on people's driveways. Should we not be doing that? You don't want to do that. You don't know the history of the seat uh, at, at all. And so it's okay to borrow from friends and family um, that can verify that it has not been an accident, that it is safe, it's not expired. So you don't want to use anything that's expired. Um, they give you like six years um, for the car seats before they expire. So you don't want anything that's past that date. Um, and you don't want anything that's been in an accident because they can get stressed at a certain point. And it can look fine, but then the next accident, it can cause that stress point to break and your child can come out of the seat or out of the base and you don't want that to happen. So always get one that you can um, verify that the safety is okay with the seat. So don't buy them at yard sales, don't buy them at consignment stores um, or over the internet. Get a, get a fresh seat um, and talk to your family and friends. And if they can verify that for you, that is a good option as well. Yikes. It, I mean, it certainly is scary when you say if they've been damaged a little bit in an accident and you might not even be able to see that, And but then maybe it's not going to protect your baby as well. A lot of people, you know, in the wintertime, they put their babies in snowsuits or they, they stuff up the seat with blankets and pillows. Should we not be adding anything to these car seats? No, you shouldn't add anything. You're Recommendations your car seat manufacturers and your testing boards tell you that they, your infant or your child needs to just be wearing lightweight jackets, sweaters, sweatshirts, a hat on their head in the wintertime. And your blankets can go on top of your child. Uh, they want the child next to the seat and next to the harness. So anything that comes between that can cause a little bit different how the car seat reacts if you're in an accident. All that padding makes your harness come away from the child and the child away from the back of the seat. So that makes a difference in an impact. So we want them to have as little as possible. So um, that would be just, that would be fine. Just to have those simple things. Your car is heated. Um, your stores are heated. You don't need to have all that extra padding um, on your child. One of the things I found interesting, Sharon, that you can discuss that I didn't even think about when I had small children was putting informational stickers on car seats in case of emergency. Tell us about that, and why would we do that? Yeah, we do that with our infants here at the hospital. Um, there's a chance if you're in an accident, you can be separated from your baby or your child. Um, and So you come into an ER from an accident, even a small accident, it can cause you to get checked out at a hospital. So um, maybe mom goes to ER1 and dad goes in ER2 and who sits your child with us at the nurse's station in the ER department because they're fine in their back seat, um, but they don't know us. So they're kind of a little unnerved, they're a little nervous. Uh, so if we have someone we can call to meet them at the hospital to come and stay with a child, that gives them a familiar face. The child has an advocate and a voice. And if they did have to get seen, that they know that Aunt Judy is going with them to the 
x-ray department or they can hold that baby that they know um, while they get an IV started or something, they had to get seen. So it's just good to have someone that you can call um, on that little information sticker uh, to come and stay with, with your child and help them to relax and not to be so nervous through this whole process. So important. And when is it that we know that a child can go to, you mentioned two years, so then we turn them around. Do we have to change the seat? Does it then become a different seat? And and some people think that's the point you can start booster chairs. I'll tell you, Sharon, I kept my kids, because they were little, in booster chairs till they were 14. And they didn't like it very much at all, I'm telling you, but because they were smaller kids. But, I mean, what's the deal with turning the kids around, and do we need to buy a new car seat for that? Yeah. So your your first car seat is usually till around eight to nine months. Sometimes with a petite child, you can make that work till around one. And then they get that next seat, that convertible seat that will stay rear-facing. Um, until they're two, if you want to go for the second birthday, the big day, you turn your child around, um, and that convertible seat will stay with them uh, for a while. Um, and then maybe around three or so, you need a different car seat. Um, I know with, with our children, our grandchildren, we use um, the high back booster seat with, them, with, with, with our kids for a long time. So you have several different seats. You've got that rear-facing infant seat, and you've got that convertible seat, and then you have a high-back booster seat, and then you have that little booster, just seat by itself. Um, like, And so we like to use those for as long as it's necessary for the seat belt to go across the infant or the child's lap, and this doesn't come across their um, neck. You want to go across their shoulder and their chest. So that's kind of... Uh, recommendation in Indiana, um, they like they say you can be eight years using just a seat belt. After eight years old, you can use just a seat belt. But for our situation, we had a very petite fourteen-year-old who was the same height and uh, weight as my five-year-old grandson. So it just depends on your child. Make sure that your child fits in the seat with the seat belt. Um, that, that's a that's a big thing. It is. It's huge. And, and people don't realize what an important topic this is, Sharon. Where can a parent find out more to learn about car seat safety or to get your advice or to even see a car seat technician to help them if they're, if they're parents-to-be and they want to start exploring this stuff before they have their baby? Then tell us. Yes. There's lots of information out there on the web, of course. So NHTSA is your National Highway Transportation Safety Association. NHTSA is huge uh, with car seat safety and recommendations how to fit your baby. Um, Like the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, they have a lot on their sites as well. You can call your local fire department and police departments. They can put you in contact or come. you can come to a lot of those have um, access to certification car seat people that can look at your seat and help you with that as you transition from one seat to another. So there's lots of options out there uh, for that. And you also have um, places to go um, at the car, if you buy your car seat um, that can help you with that at the, at the stores as well. But def- definitely go to those sites and look them up. 
It's really great information. Sharon, thank you so much for coming on and, and telling new parents and parents-to-be how important car seat safety is. It's, it's really about the life of their child. Thank you again for sharing that with us. This is Health Talks with HRH, Hendricks Regional Health. For more information, please visit Hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.